Hello and welcome to The Scan. We're excited to bring you this episode from the George Institute for Global Health. Hello, this is the third episode of our World's Collide mini-series, featuring two well-known global health researchers from different parts of the globe, Jaime Miranda from Peru and Shea Abimbola from Nigeria. Each wears a variety of hats, holding a number of positions in different countries. Jaime Miranda is a health systems researcher from Peru. He holds appointments at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, Lone Scholar at Howard T. H. Chan, School of Public Health, Boston, USA, and is the Visiting Professorial Fellow at the George Institute for Global Health, Australia. Shea Abimbola is the Health Systems Researcher from Nigeria. Amongst other roles, he is the Prince Claus Chair in the Equity and Development at Utrecht University, the Netherlands, a Senior Lecturer at the School of Public Health, University of Sydney in Australia, and is the Editor-in-Chief of BMJ Global Health. The miniseries features unstructured conversations between Shea and Jaime as they reflect on daily interactions. The conversations offer illuminating insight on navigating work and cultural perspectives. The episode reflects on how editors shape academic journals and the kind of research papers that are favored in prestigious journals. Years and years ago, um, the then editor-in-chief of the BMJ, Richard Smith, in fact, he, he predicted, and he still believes it's going to happen, he predicted that um, the most important value that journals will contribute will be to be a place for discussion and debate. I think that, that is more and more their role. And I feel like journals that have, have a specific audience and a specific mm. focus are in a different business or should be in a different business. Essentially, the idea was that, you know, there are many topics that are worthwhile and a journal has to choose. Mm. Mm. And, and, and if by choosing, what you're also doing is you're saying that he, here is what my journal is like. This is the kind of issue and conversation that I want to encourage. The right. kind of methods and topics that I want to spotlight. And I feel, I feel, you know, if I was designing the world of journals, I would design many more BMJ opens, many more plus ones, where we go and publish our regular stuff. But mm-hmm. if that's the stuff we've done, right, that speaks to a particular audience that a journal is trying to, to serve, mm-hmm. then, then we send them to those places. Now, if we have any work that sort of speaks way too broadly or doesn't necessarily speak to one particular audience or issue, we, we go to the mega journals. For me, on the on the end user or one of the actors is that sometimes I receive comments. I have this this sensation of the global disparity. I feel that I have to go and knock the door and say, "Please, please look at Latin America. Please, please mm-hmm. look." And say, "No, and no, if 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 I was once in these editorial meetings of one large journal, I, I won't say which one, mm-hmm. and uh, and I say, no." I mean, important, but uh, I was reading it as a premium. I said, well, no, but it comes from a large country. And therefore, 1% of that large country, it's a lot of people. Therefore, that's population health. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
And uh, back, back to my bit of, a bit of ranting. So I feel like if I write from Latin America to the scientific community, is sometimes I want to flip, you know, just to, to, to annoy the editors and say, I'm going to write, replace Peru by India or China, and you're going. <laughs> But I have received this feedback. I don't know if it's how many people receive it, but they say important study, very well conducted, well designed, very well written, but it should be written for a local audience. And I have this. When I receive that, I, I feel, I feel, well, partly gutted, but feel, I mean, writing as a Peruvian, informing to the scientific community what is my role. Because, yes, I also get the other question. Jaime in Peru is, you're only writing in English. You should write in Spanish as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you read it? <laughs> if you read it, <laughs> happy to. Um, so it's back and forth. So how do I play? So you want to provide meaningful contributions to the international sphere, but then you feel that the, the game or what is perceived as the, 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 the global game, it has particular preferences, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Oh, this article is very nice, so but it should be written for Nigeria. You have millions of yeah, people. Yeah, and I generally disregard this. Peer review comments. I've I've seen several of them. Um, you know, sometimes I feel the peer reviewer is insulting my own intelligence. Sometimes I've, I've sent this paper to you for a reason. Why are you telling me <laughs> that I should not? I mean, sometimes I just they, they presume that I haven't thought about the, the the decision to send it out for peer review. Like I I know I know this is about you know Peru, but. I've asked you to review it for the science. Don't don't tell me that it doesn't belong in the MJ Global. Some people do that, you know. They tell me that the journal does, the paper doesn't belong in the MJ Global. Like no, no. If, if I if I thought it didn't, I wouldn't send it to you. Frankly, I promise you, I, I have an idea of what belongs here. You also have to, as, as an editor, you have to make a lot of calls, uh, and some are some are very political. And and I'm just, I'm not sure if you followed part of the discussion with Azeb. Um, that we the the DMG Global published a paper by Tigrayan scholars about the ongoing war in Ethiopia. Right. And Tigrayan scholars, including um Azeb, um, basically looked for as much information they could gather. And there isn't a lot of information available because there's been a blockade by the Ethiopian government. Um and then sort of try to construct what damage has been done to the health system. You know, from right. from available information, reports, journalists, humanitarian organizations, etc. And I understood the, the 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 political nature of that paper, but I also understood that that it would be wrong of me to run away from the politics. Like, mm. Sometimes you have to you sort of you understand that you're walking into a landmine, but you have to walk into it. Um, mostly because it's a um, It's almost a, a duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, you know, there, there is this problem. We don't have the best information. What we have is rough, but here it is. What are you going to do about it? That's interesting to say because that, I mean, you're being genuine to your, what you were saying earlier. The journal mm-hmm. wants to curate that in space. And, and mm-hmm. that curation is not free of responsibilities. And yeah. if it's a duty of inform the status of, global health and the status of underserved groups. Um, if anything, any respectful debate has to give 
a platform and a views to each side of the, the story. Yeah. yeah. A friend always told me, and I remember this, you know the truth? Yes. The truth is like a coin. It has two yeah. sides. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's not the right or wrong. It's like uh, how do we move forward and, and make progress? Yeah. What you said just remind, reminded me of, of a way, because I'm always finding ways to explain things. Um, especially explain things to people who, who think the world is simple. Black and white. And, and I use the, the metaphor of, you know, the blindfolded elephant, um, that, that story of each person touches a side and they think they know what the elephant is and they sort of declare that it's, it's a wall, it's a fan. It's a... But they're mm. all wrong. No, they're, they're right, but only partially so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and they could only be... They could only know what the elephant is if they could all talk among themselves, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they could all, all blindfolded, of course, if they could sort of have a conversation, they would figure it out. Um, and for me, that, that is an important role for, for a researcher, but also for a journal, to, to be a place where people come to figure things out, to mm-hmm. figure out the, the full structure and shape of the elephant. Um, and also to recognize that in many in many of our research in global health, um, we are only optimized to see just one side. Yeah, and the way that the science—I mean, this, the, the kudos of the science that got these very results-driven, you know, the news and the, and particularly in medicine, biomedicine and um, pharmacological interventions, in a way, you know, this drug reduces mortality by it's yeah. a very reductionist view yeah and uh, and we lost uh, what else is out there in the elephant right yeah and it reminds me they say jesse i have to give a, a presentation a lecture for for a fund, uh, for a public health foundation in mexico mm-hmm. and they asked me to invite me to talk about diabetes and say guys i had to put up an early this disclose that i won't be talking about prescriptions or medicines and I have to disclose what's my starting point or where do I see in this elephant. So I had to say, this is why I understand my health systems. Correct me if I'm wrong. Happy to have a conversation, but this is the image. So have you seen these means of these constructions where you have one particular uh, building that gets added on bits and bits? Um, I will send you by, by, by email. But to me... Coming from Peru and having trained in that system, when I hear the World Health System, I see those those buildings. So it's a particular, it's a funny one where there's a building with a very tiny room on the base, built on the hill, so with an inclination, and they added a second floor, a third floor, a basketball mat, a hammock outside, and a <laughs> and a air conditioner, and another room. So it's getting bigger, bigger, and more complex. So that was one of my entry points. The other point is like as a, as a Latin American, I, I come to this problem that I'm being cognizant that our current adult population, the 40, 50 years old, are the survivors of a generation of chronic undernutrition. So the prevalence of chronic undernutrition in my class, in my cohort, in the population cohort was 50%. Mm-hmm. So there's a biological penalty to that, that we are now as adults yeah. involving interacting with this environment. Yeah. And also what's the social context. So, and that's, I think sometimes we have to be upfront about that because otherwise the reductionist 
significant base results or p-value driven or magnitude effect have deviated the silence and sort of as I put it out of context. Yeah. Uh, how the science or the systematic reviews or the better evidence type of study ranks and when you put that against the customers or the patient views, they say, well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's your studies, but we want something else. The School of Public Health at the University of Sydney gives out an award, um, I think it's every year or every two years, the best paper, best PhD student paper. And every year, it's a quantitative paper that gets the award. It's a quantitative paper that gets the award every year. So I sent a message to um, my head of school, and I said, isn't this remarkable? <laughs> The other school replies and says, well, next time, make sure you're on, you on the panel selecting the winner. And my other experience with this interview panel came to my mind, right? That being on the panel doesn't change anything. The expectations don't change. The question is, can we reimagine and redesign what it is you are looking for? So very interesting. And it's probably immediately to, to, to grants and, and grant review panels. Mm -hmm. And how the conversation gets switched it is obvious that reviewing a trial is much easier than reviewing any other design, any other design, study design. And uh, it's, it's very structured, it's very clear. Uh, you have a skeleton, and if you <laughs> fail into providing adequate information of that skeleton, you fail. But if you're not, it's well understandable. Whereas it's more of, uh, I wouldn't call it, well, more formative research or contextual adaptations, which mm. are challenging mm. and requires a lot of work, it gets le less enthusiasm, mm. and they, but they are massively important. Yeah. And uh, they will receive the differential scores, mm. definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there is the, um, the, the very important point you made about trials. So there's something simple about them. Um, mm. And... As human beings, we are optimized for what is simple. Of course. <laughs> the more complexity you give us, the more t tuned off and turned off we are. And I don't think people recognize that mental habit enough um, as, as a reason why trials are so popular and so successful. Um, that it, it's, it's not that the that they are better for the world. It's, it's just that they are easier on, on, on the brain. So people assessing uh, uh, grants, uh, assessing manuscripts, I mean, they're just easier for lots of people. So, so they are going to be successful. So, for example, if we wanted to, 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 to change the rules that determine what the best PhD student paper was, it means we have to think very deeply because now we, we can no longer use in my own view, we can no longer use this easy metrics. It made the headlines. It was cited 10 times um, in, in the first two months of publication. All of these things that are easy, easy things to mm. reach out for. If you now want to think deeply and say, what really should best paper look like? If you say it should be methodologically innovative. <laughs> what is that? Exactly. What does that mean? So, 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 so um, if you say that, it's difficult. To make that judgment. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the question I, I keep asking myself is, 
what is it going to take the scientific establishment to change? And it's almost, mm. it's, it's a billion dollar question, right? It's, 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 it's an establishment that is so, an establishment that is so entrenched in its ways. It's so, all of these things are deep, you know? They are yeah. so deep. People are trained to be and think and work that way. Like, you, you can't, it can't educate people out of it on the surface. You have to go to the roots. You have right. to change yeah, yeah. systems. Um, yeah, and, and David's example was such a great one, which was the, an example of saying, um, um, you know, how, how do you interact with your patient? What, what mm. should you do? And when you look at the literature, the literature has very little to tell you about how to interact with your patients, right? Right, right. Because it's hard to design an intervention on how to interact with your patient and then to trial it in a way that we are used to things being trialed and then for that trial to then give you unambiguous results. Because you have to remember, <laughs> you have to remember that a lot of these interventions are very complex. And what, what we know about complex interventions is that they give mixed results. The most yeah. important thing to know about complex interventions is that the results are going to be mixed. <laughs> I, I wish, if there was a sentence I wish I could get into everybody's head, it is that mixed results are to be expected. People complain when the results are mixed. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's what you expect. If they're not mixed, you should be suspicious. They should be mixed. Let me give you another example. I, I, with, with the scientists, right? So we enter into this adventure of co-creation, right? So it's important, meaningful, and also labeled participatory research. I mean, within the boundaries of a given project and the limits of a space, geographical space, and so on. But still, it was um, co-creation. When, when we, the way that we, the health sector, tend to an, anticipate or formulate the, the the weaknesses or the gaps is that lack of lack of right. It's like very. If I fix this, therefore, so. The, the usual example, lack of medicines, lack of doctors, lack of consultation. For the people, it, it, it was that lack, but expressed in a different way. Yes, mm -hmm. there's no medicine. Yes, there is no doctors. Yes, there is a blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But the result of that gap is that as a community, we don't know the doctor. Mm -hmm. And we don't know the name of the doctor. And if the system is sending me every six months a new doctor, I don't want to engage with a new person. Mm. And um, what it was interesting then, what the people were asking, we were like the elephant you were saying, we were both looking at the same deficiencies or gaps, mm. but therefore the elaboration was different. Mm. And what the the, the system will provide is, okay, training for the doctors, supply of medicines, and um, regular access or regular um, staffing of the facilities. For the people, it was communication. Mm. We want for the doctor to come and show up and say hi, introduce himself, mm. build and nurture a relationship. Mm. We want them to be announced by radio, local radio. Uh, this was in rural areas, yeah? And... Uh, and it was just so powerful to me that we put a grant trialing, so we're going to trial. <laughs> Let's see if we get the money. So we say the usual response will be la la versus this uh, co-creative response. And mm. um, we'll see how it goes. But it was, it was interesting that then we have to also 
rethink, okay, what is our metric? Because the metric mm -hmm. is blah, blah, blah. But that was the metric. So we found this uh, framework of health system responsiveness. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen it that much use, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And uh, which measures a few domains, which is trust, mm -hmm. respect, uh, communications, and so on. So definitely, it won't change your blood pressure. <laughs> maybe, maybe yes or no. Uh, it won't change, or it might change your um, supplies of, of medicines. Mm -hmm. But maybe it will change the way that the services engage with their people that they have to serve. Because mm. right now, so we've been putting patches right now. Missing, put a patch. Missing, put a patch. Mm. Um, I learned a lot on this project because we wanted to understand what does it take for a health system to be responsive to the chronicity of care, right? So we need to engage with people long-term in chronic care. Yeah. And I was saying, like, it's like you buy a laptop, right? now. You were in one of these big companies and, and it comes with an operating system and you expect that to function, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then why don't we have the same sort of mentality for the health system? <laughs> uh, no, but in here is like, we have a laptop and therefore, okay, add a keyboard, add this, add that. No, this usability, this user friendliness, we lost it. And we reflect very little on that. How about you? There was there was a there was a meta analysis in science, the journal Science, I think, that was published last week or earlier this week, where a group of mostly American researchers went to I think six or seven countries to trial something called community policing, and the title of the paper is that community policing does not work. Right. Something like that. Right. Now, so I, I sort of opened it, had a look. Of course, predictably, results were mixed. You know, worked in some, some places, didn't work in some places. Worked at the beginning in some places, then stopped working in some, after, after it worked at the beginning, that kind of thing. Didn't work at the beginning, then worked a little bit more towards the end. Kind of what you would expect, mixed story. And what occurred to me was, okay, they, when they were ex explaining why the way which worked varied from place to place, where engagement was different, the broader context around crime was different, um, responsiveness of senior officials was different. Mm -hmm. Again, predictable, not, nothing predictable. Yeah. And what I found really fascinating is that they could conclude that it does not work. Like, what, what? you want does not it doesn't work. Like, it just told you that, well, it's mixed. You don't know. And you could have known that before you did the study. Hence, the study was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell that to science. <laughs> I mean, you could. And it goes, for me, it goes back to, to, again, the idea of a system as something that is dynamic. Mm, you know? Mm. The fact that you went to the Philippines at, and you were province there and you conducted a study on community policing that didn't reduce crime does not mean that if you return in five years, it will not reduce crime. Mm. It doesn't mm. mean that if you went to another province where you know the, the system functioned differently and people 
behave differently, that it wouldn't work. You just don't know. It's, and, and I think we've we've gotten ourselves to a place where we think we think we know things that we have no business believing we know from our from our little evidence here and there. And again, this kind of thing that makes me really wonder: how do you get people to stop thinking this way? What is the scientific publishing um, mm. system designed for? Mm. And I was thinking when you asked that question a few minutes ago, I was thinking sometimes I feel it's like um, it's not meritocracy, but it's like um, Earning your stripes right. in, in a way, productivity based on quantity. How do you translate that? And um, my tranquility is that my productivity is tied to one of our values, which is generosity, is training the mm. of younger scientists. So I invest mm. a lot on on, on training mm. of, of younger scientists. Mm. But um, but yeah, what is the role of the scientific community? So, so do I feel that is that the space that I want to continue? participating or shall I move on because then mm. it becomes like a master chef right mm. so you learn the trick yeah <laughs> <laughs> intro method yeah you need the you you learn the 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 parts where you need to be much more um savvy yeah. but then there's a bit of you're playing the game right yeah. Yeah. and uh and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to deconstruct. So, so if, if the scientific environment requires a big space for scientific communication on the impression that it's in that space, everything will be distilled and sorted out. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's a very complex system, and no, it won't be sorted yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough, which touches onto multiple, multiple spaces, right? So writing as a Peruvian in this, very international domains, bringing this voice of, or trying to bring the voice of the, a different way of doing things as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Scan. The next episode will reflect on the predominant Western worldview in medical education. make sure you subscribe to The Scan so you don't miss an episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to bring you all the latest news and research in global health.